Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everybody. Jason Vandevere here on Calvary Live. So good to be with you guys. Looking forward to a great show this afternoon, taking your calls, questions, and uh, all things Bible. Uh, really looking forward to that, just those things that are on your mind and uh, what you want to talk about, what you're wondering about, what you need encouragement or prayer for. Uh, 303-690-3000. If you don't already know the number to call, it's the same number for everybody, 303-690-3000. Uh, and uh, if you want to text, that number is different, 720-336-0897. I want to say hello to all of our uh, U.S. listeners and international listeners, Brazil, Ukraine, Netherlands. Hello, Netherlands. Good to have you guys uh, joining us uh, here online and those uh, actually listening over the airwaves, Colorado, Wyoming, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We want to welcome Truth FM listeners, Hope FM listeners, and of course, uh, the Grace FM listeners. Jason Vandeveer here with you on Calvary Live for the next hour, taking your questions and calls, prayer requests, comments. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about uh, God's Word and about what the Lord's doing uh, in your life. If you look for information, uh, maybe you haven't uh, heard me on the program before. I'm here once in a while, uh, so there's a good chance maybe you don't know me. You can find more information about our church here in Colorado, Parker, Colorado, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. Lots of great resources uh, if you're in the area or if you're not in the area. It doesn't really matter. We've got uh, full audio and video Bible studies uh, through the Bible, so you can just pick a book of the Bible and uh, study it, uh, download it, stream it uh, at your convenience, and uh, it's all there free uh, for you to utilize. If you're in the area and you want to join us, uh, you can do so. Uh, the next opportunity is going to be tomorrow night, Wednesday evening. Uh, for our midweek service as we continue in Jeremiah chapter 35 uh, with a message titled, The Message Remains the Same. Jeremiah chapters 35 through 37 tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Uh, here in Parker, you can get directions calvarychapelparker.com and if you're not in the area or you're not able to join us in person uh, of course you can watch it live online again calvarychapelparker.com so join us one way or the other worship with us study the word of god children's ministry youth ministry uh, all happening uh, tomorrow night seven o'clock at calvary chapel parker and we're just hoping for a wednesday night where it doesn't snow uh, I think we got a streak going every Wednesday night, right about halfway through the service. It seems to start snowing, and I come out, and my car is covered uh, with snow, and the road's covered with ice. So I'm just looking. It's a beautiful day today here in Colorado. I think 60-ish degrees, somewhere in there. Sun is out. It's incredible. Uh, I think that's going to carry through to the rest of the week. And so uh, hopefully a lot of you guys are up and excited. want to encourage you to join us, uh, like I said, here on the program. Those numbers one more time, 303 
303-690-3000. If you want to call, uh, no matter where you are, if you're here in the front range of Colorado or up into Wyoming or whether you're uh, in the south, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, or the northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, same number, 303-690-3000. Or you can text. Do me a favor, give me a short one-sentence text or uh, of your prayer request or your question, uh, if possible, if you can break it down to that, 720-336-0897 is the, the text number if you want to want to join us uh, here on the program. Like I said, tomorrow night we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be in Jeremiah. Uh, we're in the section of Jeremiah where God is uh, dealing with the impending judgment of Judah prior to the Babylonian captivity. And uh, as badly as they wanted the message to change, uh, the message wasn't going to change. They needed to change, and they, they needed to repent. Uh, there's a great section in there where we talk about uh, a group of people, lesser-known group of f- people, but really heroes of faithfulness, the Rechabites. And so uh, we'll be getting into that, and we'll be getting into uh, where Jeremiah is in prison, for uh, the uh, well, the second and the third time uh, there, uh, so we'll we'll be be looking at that as well. Uh, so uh, or the third time there, so so uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a, a really interesting time. And then you can also join us uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, Interestingly, right now we're in Jeremiah on Wednesday, and we're in the book of Ezekiel on Sunday mornings. And so we just, this past Sunday, uh, covered Ezekiel chapters 21 through 23. Uh, And if you're familiar with Ezekiel and Jeremiah, you know that basically they were overlapping prophets. So Ezekiel is prophesying uh, how the remainder uh, of God's people were going to go into captivity, but he's prophesying like Daniel from Babylon, whereas Jeremiah was prophesying the same thing, uh, but from Jerusalem. So a tremendous overlap, and what is really interesting is 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 the encouragement that we find there uh, related to our own nation and our own current set of circumstances uh, in in this country and everything uh, that is going on, particularly in the last year with the pandemic and then now uh, in the fall uh, and this winter with the election and uh, just just uh, a lot of what is going on, tremendous, uh, unfortunately, uh, tremendous parallels between the nation of Judah prior to the Babylonian captivity, their lifestyle, their lack of repentance, their their willful rebellion against God. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of parallels between Judah uh, and our, our own nation today. And so we've been talking uh, about that a lot in our studies in Ezekiel and Jeremiah. You can go back and, like I said, get all the archived copies of all of those messages and watch them uh, on on at your own pace, on your own time, and you can join us uh, also in person. Got a lot of resources, like I said, at CalvaryChapelParker.com. Uh, you can uh, get a copy of our uh, daily devotional, the In the Word Daily Devotional. Uh, it's an electronic uh, resource that's available uh, through our website there. Um, you can uh, also use, like I said, all of our free resources there, studies uh, throughout the scriptures um, and uh, online uh, 
live uh, studies, just a lot of, uh, as well as other Calvary Chapel resources uh, that we can connect you to uh, through our website, calvarychapelparker.com. But a great resource here, this program uh, right now, a place where you can call and we can fellowship and we can talk about the Word of God and we can answer those questions uh, that you have. 303-690-3000, that second number, 720 3360897 that is the text uh line if you want to text uh, your questions uh or your prayer requests we'd love to have you do so uh also uh I'll throw this out there if you haven't had a chance to go to Israel yet uh we are scheduled we were supposed to go last year uh everything basically shut down uh a couple of days before we were supposed to depart. So, um, and uh, so we ultimately moved that trip uh, as late as we could in this uh, spring touring season. End of May right now is when we're scheduled to go, uh, and so we've got a pretty pretty good trip, a uh, group of people that are scheduled to go with us, uh, but I do believe we have uh, some slots left. Uh, usually we can always find enough room for everybody that wants to go. So if you haven't been to Israel, you'd like to join us, maybe uh, you don't have to live here in Colorado. Uh, we can arrange uh, for uh, travel for you uh, from anywhere in the world. We've had folks uh, actually from all over the world, uh, all over the United states in particular but actually uh, all over the world i see ukraine is listening we had uh, one person join us on our two tours ago uh from uh from ukraine and uh so but uh it doesn't matter where you are in the united states of the world we can coordinate for you family members friends that may be joining you uh to uh, to travel with us and we we always love uh folks from other churches other believers and uh, they always uh, have a way of uh, making new friends and we get to make new friends and you get to tour israel 35-plus sites throughout the Holy Land, worship, uh, Bible study. It's, it's an amazing time. Um, people a lot of times ask me about Israel. You know, what is the value? You know, truly, what is the value of going to Israel? And I've heard people say, well, it's like a year of Bible college. Um, I, I tell people it's like an entire uh, Bible college education, um, you know, in 10 days, 11 days, our trips are 11 days door to door. But in 11 days, uh, what you can see, what you can taste, what you can smell, what you can touch and walk through uh, will have a deep and profound impact. So uh, if not this trip, at some point, maybe your church uh, will be doing a trip again. Uh, I encourage you to uh, to take advantage of that. Save up. Don't just say, someday I'll go, uh, but uh, make it a commitment uh, to do it. And uh, if the Lord allows you and, and allow the Lord to make that happen in your life, uh, I believe that, uh, that it will be invaluable. Uh, in uh, your ministry uh, and in your Christian walk. So we've, we're uh, end of May. We're going to be going. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com, get the exact dates. You can see our brochure. There's a, a graphic about the middle of the page. You can click on that graphic. It will take you to a page that um, has the brochure with the full itinerary, has all the cost information, has the registration form, has the travel insurance uh, form. And people say, well, you know, what if I register and and, you know, you have to cancel again. 
well, you know, obviously that's at this point in time, um, Israel still isn't open to travel. Uh, looks like they're going to be opening up uh, again late spring, uh, beginning of the summer, so right around the time that we're supposed to be going. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, you know, your money's safe. You can either receive a refund uh, or uh, or when we move the trip to whatever dates we end up moving it, if we have to have to cancel, uh, you can just uh, bump it out uh, and and stay on with us, whatever your preference is. But there is, really is isn't a risk, uh, only a, a reward if uh, we're finally able to go uh, and to, to travel again. It's looking good uh, over in Israel and uh, looking good here as well as far as uh, uh, in the U.S. as far as the progression of vaccinations and, and uh, regression of the number of cases. Hey, I'd love to have you join me, though, here on this program. Uh, understand it was a little, uh, it's been a little slow the last uh, few days, but uh, maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll be able to to pick it up here, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, that is the number to call. Now is actually really a good time to call. Sometimes the calls uh, end up backing up, and uh, uh, not that we don't usually get to most of them, but that just means that people uh, oftentimes end up having to wait. And so if you don't like to wait, most people don't like to wait. Now's a good time. Pick up the phone, call. But if you can't, uh, just punch this number in, make a note of it, put it in your contacts, Calvary Live, uh, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call for one, for all. If you want to text, 720-336-0897. to text or 303 3,000 to give us a call. As I said, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and just inviting you out, like I said, to join us. Next chance to join us will be tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time here in Colorado, and uh, Parker is a suburb of Denver. If you're in the area, you probably know that if you've been in this area for a little bit of time, Uh, but 7 o'clock, you can come on out, join Join us uh, for in-person Bible study uh, and worship, and we're continuing in the book of Jeremiah, chapters 35 through 37, children's ministry available, youth ministry available, uh, and uh, otherwise... If that doesn't work for you, we've got Sundays as well. And again, we're blessed to be able to have uh, in-person services and worship. Uh, Sunday will be in Ezekiel. And uh, we just did this past Sunday, Ezekiel chapters 21 through 23. You can go back and listen to that message. A message entitled, The Sword uh, is Set. Again, Jeremiah and Ezekiel dealing with the same uh, subject matter, and that is the judgment of Judah uh, leading up to the Babylonian captivity. And like I said, a lot of uh, a lot of similarities uh, there between this nation, uh, the things that this nation uh, is uh, encountering right now, and uh, there is a lot going on. I, I I've described it recently uh, as uh, it, the first hundred days of the current administration have kind of been uh, like a sinner's Christmas. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of how I see it. And basically anything um, that is uh, anti-God, anti-Christ, um, has, has really been the agenda. Uh, this last week, the latest uh, piece being the Equality Act. Um, and if you followed the Equality Act, of course, it was well publicized uh, on at then-candidate 
Biden's website uh, as an item he wanted to implement in the first hundred days. And, uh, you know, uh, he is doing what he said he was going to do, the Equality Act, basically applying civil rights uh, acts to uh, transgenderism. Um, but but uh, if, if, if that's really all it was, um, there might not be much of an issue or, or as much of an issue. But really, the Equality Act is anything but because the Equality Act is, is – uh, an anti-Christian act. It's it's basically an anti-Christian freedom act, uh, requiring Christian. Uh, it, it basically reclassifies churches, Christian universities, Christian hospitals as public accommodations, uh, requiring them if if it applies to hire uh, transgender uh, people to uh, certain. Um, uh, or potentially lose funding in the case of universities, accreditation, uh, pay other fines and have other consequences uh, for not having the right uh, political view. One thing that's lesser known about the Equality Act, which is really interesting, is, is that there was the previous Religious Freedom Act, which allowed um, people to appeal uh, certain um, things that that went against them related to uh, to other laws that that uh, violated their religious freedom, the Equality Act specifically uh, denies the right of appeal to Christians uh, based on the previously uh, passed Religious uh, Freedom Act. So um, it, it is very clearly an, an affront uh, and and an attack uh, on the freedom of religion in this country. And uh, it hasn't been passed by the Senate, I think just by the House at this point if, uh, last week. Uh, but uh, uh, if it does get passed by the Senate and, and signed by the president into law, uh, it will uh, be a very interesting time uh, in, in, in this country. And uh, I think much uh, as we saw early on in the Obama administration, I think even more so in the Biden administration, uh, we are unfortunately going to see great strides uh, taken in the wrong direction spiritually uh, in this country, which is interesting because I think Biden uh, branded himself uh, as a moderate. I had a lot of people sharing that with me. Uh, I didn't wasn't necessarily of that uh, impression, uh, but uh, we are seeing that that there is a, a, a real attack uh, right now on religious freedom. So I'd encourage you uh, check it out more the Equality Act. Uh, best thing to do right now is to pray uh, and uh, and follow up uh, with your uh, state with your uh, your senators uh, at the national level but uh, but in your state or area where you're listening and uh, and and uh, but again be praying uh, but you know I I just think uh, uh, about what the Word of God says, about uh, uh, what Paul says. He says, you know, we're chained, but the Word of God is not chained. And sometimes we may be chained, sometimes we, we may lack a certain amount of freedom, uh, but the Word of God uh, is is not changed. 
the word of God uh, continues to multiply and thrive. The church of Jesus Christ uh, will not be prevailed against uh, according to the very word uh, of Christ himself. And so uh, as believers, uh, we we stand uh, confidently in Christ no matter what is going on. Hey, give me a call here, 303-690-3000, That is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the program Calvary Live here. Jason Vandeveer with you. And if you want to text me, uh, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. That is the text uh, number or to call live in person to talk prayer requests and uh, questions, comments, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. Again, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor uh, of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get all kinds of information and uh, more importantly, uh, a lot of uh, resources available to you on our website, calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com, including uh, audio and video messages for free to download, to stream, to utilize uh, throughout the entire Bible. Every book of the Bible available for you there, just choose it on demand uh, and uh, watch or listen. And we have a lot of folks, uh, you know, watching for their, in conjunction with their own study, uh, people using it for, as a supplement to uh, homeschooling uh, or to other group Bible studies uh, that they're doing. Um, No permission or anything required. You're welcome to do that and just use those resources. That's why we've, uh, why we've put them out there. And uh, of course, uh, the the resource uh, that I really want to encourage you to take advantage of is this program, uh, and to join me. Uh, you are the program, really, and and uh, your calls and questions uh, are really what uh, make this program so special. So, uh, if you have ever wanted to call and you haven't been able to do it, haven't been able to get through or whatever, uh, now's a good time. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Or again, if you don't feel as comfortable uh, talking on the air, although we'll make you feel comfortable, you can always text 720-336-0897. doesn't need to be a big, long text or anything like that. In fact, a short one-sentence text of your prayer request uh, or whatever is on your mind uh, is is perfect. But uh, either way, uh, just uh, join me here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat one way or another, whether it's your text or whether it's your in-person call. Sometimes people tell me, well, you know, I... I wanted to call and and but I was a little nervous, you know. And there, I think uh, that's natural, uh, especially if you haven't called in before. And maybe there's some of you listening right now, and you listen to the program all the time, and uh, but you've never called in because you know you, you're you're you know a little apprehensive about it. Uh, what I can tell you is is that uh, uh, we'd love to have you call here, and we'll make you feel very comfortable and uh, be happy to answer your questions. Maybe there's something that you've been studying, or a question you've had, or or a message that you've heard that you'd like some more information about, or some clarification, or maybe something in your life that you're wondering uh, how the Bible applies to that. That's what we're here for. 303 690 the number to call or to text 
you can text at 720-336-0897. I want to give a shout-out and welcome once again to uh, all of our Grace FM listeners, Colorado, Wyoming. Uh, welcome to all of you and uh, all of our listeners in the South uh, on Truth FM, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and then uh, all of our Northeastern listeners, uh, Hope FM listeners, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and then We've got uh, uh, quite a few places uh, around the country, California, Nevada, uh, Washington State, uh, the big state of Montana, big sky country, uh, Utah, uh, Texas, uh, all kinds of, uh, uh, of listeners, Illinois, uh, Ohio, uh, seeing a lot of uh, listeners from around the country, and then international listeners uh, in Brazil and Ukraine and and the Netherlands, uh, boy, uh, some of you guys got to be the middle of the night there, so we appreciate you staying up and uh, uh, and drinking an extra cup of coffee uh, to stay awake uh, for uh, for this program to to join us. Uh, you're welcome to to text us as well internationally. That's probably the best way uh, to uh, to get in touch with us. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Got a couple of texts actually here. Uh, one says. What does it mean that Satan uh, is the prince uh, of the power uh, of the air? It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, before I get into that, uh, my friend uh, John Michaels, uh, who uh, pastored for a long time in in uh, in Las Vegas, uh, used to uh, ha- he would always uh, whenever he visited anywhere he would he would say greetings from uh, Las Vegas, where Satan's throne is. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know that he was that uh, far from the truth. It's funny when you ask that question, uh, make me think about it a little bit. But there's a lot of things that describes, you know, Satan as having a throne. <clears throat> Satan is having uh, certain power. Satan as being the prince uh, of the power of the air. Uh, and uh, so uh, he is the chief uh, ruler of the evil spirits whose realm is, uh, is uh, uh, spiritual, uh, in a sense, is is uh, not unlike atmospheric, and so um, and and uh, so he is he is the power uh, of the air. When you get into uh, sometimes it's helpful when you get into these uh, to uh, uh, to break it down because it doesn't always come across uh, in 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 the in the English language. Uh, but uh, here, when it talks about uh, um, uh, the power of the air. Um, it, it, it's not just the, you know, the, the, um, you know, the atmosphere or what we, what we breathe, but it can also be, uh, kind of in, in a spiritual sense. And, uh, so I think what, what Paul is, uh, uh, um, or rather, uh, what, uh, yeah, what Paul is talking about, um, cause that's of course in Ephesians in, in the, in the second chapter there, uh, he's talking about it, uh, in a spiritual sense that he is the prince, uh, of the power, uh, of the air. And, uh, he is the ruler of these, uh, disobedient, uh, spirits and so forth. So interesting, uh, interesting topic, um, you know the uh, the world is uh, a lot of people don't really realize but 
you know, the world is, as John says in 1 John 5, it's under the control of the, uh, of the evil one. And Satan is also called the god of, uh, of this age in, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And uh, so he has a certain power uh, over the, this world and, and, and over, from a spiritual standpoint, but, um, but uh, over this world, not necessarily, like I said, specifically over the, the atmosphere, uh, but this is more kind of in a metaphoric uh, description of his power over this world. It's interesting when Jesus was uh, um, being tempted uh, by Satan and uh, Satan took him and showed him all the kingdoms uh, of, uh, of this world um, and he offered to give them to him. Jesus didn't say to him, you don't have the right to give those. Because at, at that time he could. And so what Satan was offering was to give Jesus the kingdoms uh, without the cross. And so he has a certain sway. He, he is the, ha, the prince of the power uh, of the air, uh, spiritually having a certain influence and power uh, over this world for a period of time. Uh, but that time is, is uh, running short. So great questions there uh, from Ephesians 2.2. 2. Uh, we have another text uh, question uh, from uh, one of our listeners here uh, looking for uh, prayer uh, for uh, uh, their uh, uh, a more mature believer uh, who feels that um, you know they've gotten away from the presence of the Lord or maybe not gotten away but just they're not not feeling close in terms of the uh, in their relationship uh, as they once did and and filling uh, the presence of the Lord and so um, you know I think we can all uh, relate uh, to that. This is from DB, and we want to just lift DB up, and uh, and uh, also um, each of us, Lord, uh, who might be feeling this. Father, we we come to you, and uh, I just pray for DB, Lord. If there's anything, Lord, that's getting in the way, we know, Lord, that that oftentimes when we when we feel these things, it's not that that you've moved it's we've moved and so uh, we just pray for db that you would just uh, bless him or her just draw them close to you remove those obstacles and just restore that relationship and and do so for all of us in jesus name hey we'll be right back with calvary live welcome back to calvary live Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. we got some full lines. Now let's go to Ryder in Highlands Ranch. Ryder, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, what's on your mind? Um... My grandparents don't know the Lord, so could you pray with me that they come to know the Lord? Absolutely, absolutely. Do you ever get a chance to to share with them, or will they will they listen? Sometimes I go to their house. Yeah, and do you guys talk about it, or what? what what's their reaction when you try to talk about the the Lord? We don't really talk about it, but we did get my grandpa a Bible for his birthday. Oh, okay. Well, we'll pray, Ryder. We're going to pray for your grandparents, and and um, I'm going to pray that you have an opportunity that that um, that they're willing to talk about it, and that the Lord tells you exactly what to say. 
um, because, you know, uh, they may not uh, go to a church or they may not know other Christians, um, but they know you and they may listen to you. So we're, we're going to pray. Let's pray for them, okay? okay? Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Ryder. I just pray that you would just uh, continue to be with him and strengthen him and his family and their relationship with you. And I pray for his grandparents, Lord. Uh, we long for them to know you the way that he does, the way that uh, other believers uh, do and have. And Lord, we long for them uh, to be with you, uh, Lord, in eternity. And we know that it's critical that they place their faith and trust in you for the forgiveness of sins, uh, that they might know eternal life and that without you, they're, they're lost. And so, Lord, this isn't just a, uh, a nice thing that that uh, writer wants uh, for them. I know that he knows uh, that it's essential uh, and that it's about life and death. And so, Lord, we do just pray. Uh, we, we pray for their salvation. We pray that you would uh, bring bring circumstances into their life, that you bring people uh, into their life, that you would cause them to question and that you cause them to wonder, that you would cause them to seek answers. And, and Lord, that uh, whether it's other people, whether it's writer, Lord, that you would give uh, them opportunity, especially writer. I think, Lord, that you would uh, just give this young man some opportunities uh, and the boldness and the wisdom uh, to be able to share with his grandparents when he goes over uh, to their house. And we pray that they would be open and, Lord, that you would uh, remove any walls or any barriers or anything that, that might keep them from being willing uh, to hear the truth of the gospel. And, Lord, we do pray for their salvation, that they would respond uh, in faith, Lord, that you would give them, uh, as you say in your word, the gift of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for calling, Ryder. Thanks for waiting. Yeah. Yeah, God bless you, buddy. Let's go to Patrick in Denver. Patrick, welcome to the program. How's it going? Good. Thanks for joining me. What's on your mind? Cool. So I had a um, conversation here at work today, and I kind of didn't know where to go with it um, from mm -hmm. a biblical standpoint. Um, and it was about homosexuality and people being born that way. Um, a couple of thoughts ran through my head during the time we were talking about it. Um, one, I know there's churches out there who believe in Christ um, that are okay with this, mm -hmm. actual, like, um, gay churches. Right. And um, a couple of scriptures just came to my head because I really just, I felt in my heart that that's not really true, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't necessarily know what to to you know, say at that point, but I knew, you know, Jeremiah where it says, um, I knew you before you were in the womb. And then I also knew just that that's a sin, you know, and I don't know where to kind of go with that. Is there any chance yeah. you could give me? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so basically so there's a couple of considerations here. Um, Patrick, you know the first um, the first thing that we've got to consider is is okay. So, um, can someone it, are people who uh, are homosexual or transgender or or, or, or whatever you want to look at? Um, um, are they born? Are genetically are they predisposed to that? Are they born with some gene or or something that that causes them um, to be gay? That's the first question. The second question is 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 uh, does does it actually matter if they are? Um, so first thing I would say is this: um, they aren't uh, people aren't born 
gay. In other words, they're not uh, genetically more predisposed uh, to be gay than 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 anyone else. It is a it is a choice. Your sexual behavior is a choice, and we'll talk more about that uh, from a scientific standpoint in in just a moment. But for the sake of discussion, say say that someone uh, is well the. The Bible makes it clear, David makes it clear in Psalm 51 uh, that we're all born in sin. So in Psalm 51 verse 5, he says, I was brought forth in iniquity. So, so even if we're born supposedly predisposed, which we're not, we're born sinners and we, we, we choose to sin because we have a sin nature, uh, not because we're born with a DNA for certain sin. Uh, but the reality is, is, that is, is that we can't, that's not an excuse we still have a responsibility uh, to confess and deal with our sin, whether it, whether we lie, whether we're angry, whether we uh, uh, you know have uh, committed other sins, whether we're homosexual. Uh, we still have we're without excuse um, before the Lord. So going back to um, to this idea of. Uh, you know, can people be born homosexuals and so forth? And back in, this was really popular back in the late uh, 90s. Um, in 1996, there was a, uh, in the the Advocate, which is a gay and lesbian magazine, they, they asked readers what they believed um, the impact would be um, to the advancement of, you know, gay and lesbian rights if a scientific discovery proved a biological basis for homosexuality. And the result of that survey was that 60% of the magazine's readers asserted that such research would advance the cause of gays and lesbians. Um, it would cause a more positive attitude toward homosexuality if, if people were just uh, born uh, gay, like they could be born, you know, with brown eyes, because then a, you know, a reasonable society, a fair society couldn't possibly uh, condemn them for being immoral. They were just born that way. So this this is where this became part of the agenda, not because of science, but because like so many things, it was it, it, it was recognized that this was, uh, it, it, you know, whether it could be proven or not, uh, was something that could really serve the advancement uh, of that community, unfortunately. Um, so then there was some further work. Uh, a doctor named Simon LeVay uh, did some work also in the 90s. He, he you might have heard about some of this or maybe the people you're talking about talk talked about it but they tested the brains of, of 41 cadavers and they noted some differences between um uh heterosexual they were all males i believe and homosexual males um and uh they it was dealing with the hypothalamus gland you might have remembered hearing about that and which uh is believed to regulate sexual activity and so forth and they found that it was smaller in homosexual males than heterosexuals and so um they believed that that proved a biological basis uh for homosexuality but the problem was they failed to to consider you know a variety of reasons uh, other than genetic that their brains were different um for one, all of the cadavers had died of AIDS, um, and so they didn't consider the the um, relationship of the uh, the AIDS uh, disease uh, to uh, to the neurological system, and that it had shrunk in the hypothalamus. Also, um, you know, sci scientists who who look at brain. Um, 
biochemistry, they know that the way a person thinks actually affects them biologically and affects the way that their brain functions, affects, affects the, you know, the neurochemicals released in the brain, which then further affects the function. So, so behavior actually can, can affect things rather than genetics. So there was no proof, and there still is no proof, uh, biologically speaking, with the hypothalamus or anything else as far as people being born uh, gay. There was some additional work uh, done um, uh, again, all of this pretty much uh, happened, um, you know, in the '90s. Uh, but like I said, if you if you go back to it, number one, there there isn't any proof that people are born gay. It it, it it's a choice uh, that uh, that people make. Um, but regardless of whether they are born with some tendency or whether they are uh, uh, not born with that tendency and just choose that tendency, it doesn't absolve them before God. It doesn't make it moral because there are a lot of things uh, that people, um, they may not necessarily be genetically born with, but they have a very strong desire uh, to do those things. Some people are, are uh, you know, have a very strong desire for dishonesty. Uh, or for unfaithfulness, uh, or for greed and avarice and materialism, and and whether you're born with it uh, or not, uh, and the or not seems to really be the case. But uh, people want to say they're born with it so that they have an excuse. The Bible says that we're without excuse, and whatever our sin is, uh, that we have to deal with it um, before the Lord. So does that uh, uh, does that help you out at all? Yeah, it does. I uh, actually took a lot from that. I, I, I agree with you. It actually just sums down to, um, and that didn't pop up in my head when until you just said it. But we were all born into sin, all of us. Yeah. Um, so it matters on the choice that we yeah. choose to do after we notice that it is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know, I was a drug addict, and yep. I mean, I'm not born a drug addict. Um, right. I made well, a choice. It's a little different, but kind of just that came to mind. So no, but that that really sums it up. I I really like that. Yeah, actually, um, that explanation. Actually, I think you can apply what you have learned. Um, you know, from victory over drug abuse. It, it, it I think it's very similar. Um, you know, Patrick, because um, even today people are trying to say, well, you know, see, it's a disease, and and you know, you're you're, you're not really responsible because you know it, it, it's just a disease. And some people try to even say, well, you know, you were born genetically predisposed. You know, your parents or whatever, whoever they want to blame. But the reality of it is, what you know is you made bad choices and and when i you know was walking and didn't know christ and and was walking in an ungodly way i was making bad choices and i couldn't blame my parents and i couldn't blame my genetics and i couldn't blame god i had to just i had to get right with god and and people don't want to do that they want a reason to be able to continue in sin amen yeah hey. no i appreciate everything you uh helped me out with today so yeah. Well, well, listen, keep keep, uh, you know, like Jude says, contend for the faith. Keep contending for the faith, uh, you know, out there and with anybody that'll listen. I will. I will. Hey, you too, man. I appreciate you answering the, the call for me. So you have a good day. OK, God bless you. Take care, Patrick. Yeah, God bless you, too. Bye bye.
303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Paul, who's been waiting patiently. Paul, welcome to the program. Did we? Do we still have Paul? Hey, Paul, you with me? We might have lost Paul. Paul, I can't blame you if you did hang up. I made made you wait far too long. <laughs> My apologies uh, for that. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me uh, on the program here. Jason Vanderveer here uh, on Calvary Live. Great calls uh, uh, from uh, from our callers uh, so far there, Ryder and Patrick. And if we can get Paul back, great. We'll get Paul back. If not, if someone else still wants to join us, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, uh, we have a prayer request here from uh, from one of our listeners. Uh, things are going well financially for them, but not physically in terms of their health, and it's causing them a little bit of confusion, and they just like some prayer. Uh, first of all, just some encouragement. You know, uh, um, this listener is just wondering, you know, are they being punished? Is there Are their health problems, you know, punishment for past mistakes? Um you know, there's some confusion and some fear. Uh, what I would just say is, is, is this: is is that just uh, make sure that you're you're walking. Uh, that that and it sounds like you are just in that right place in terms of your relationship with the Lord, and recognize sometimes things can be going well in one area of your life, and that's God's grace. Um, but sometimes things cannot be going well in another area of your life. But that doesn't mean that that isn't God's grace, or that is God's judgment, or that's God's punishment. Uh, God allows different things in, in in our lives, and as I sit here right now, you know, there are parts of my life that are going really well. And then there are parts of my life, um, you know, that, that I have great challenges in just, you know, just like you. And so, uh, you know, I realize, you know, God is not angry with me. God loves me, uh, but he's al- allowed these things, uh, into my life, uh, to help me and to grow me and to strengthen me and to draw him closer to him. And it's really just his mercy that, that he doesn't do it in every area of my life to overwhelm me. Uh, so let me just pray for you, Father. I just, lift up this listener and uh, I just pray uh, for um, the removal of confusion the removal of of fear uh, Lord and uh, just uh, your peace and your encouragement and that they would just know your love and your strength uh, Lord in those difficult areas of their life particularly their health and that uh, they would be able to enjoy those areas of blessing in their life and uh, know Lord that uh, that you love them and you allow the good and uh, and, and and the not so good, and you allow it all for a reason. And Lord, that you love them. And so I just pray for their peace, and uh, and for uh, just th- this listener to know your love, and uh, and and Lord, that you would just be with them right now and encourage them. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey. Uh, how about joining me on the program here? A couple of great calls so far. We've got about uh, 13 minutes left. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you on uh, Calvary Live. Got a few other uh, text questions. Uh, one from uh, Faith. Faith has a, a prayer request. Uh, having, uh, uh, getting really bad uh, thoughts and, and just things messing uh, with her thoughts and having trouble kind of shutting those thoughts off and controlling those thoughts and and um you know they they're causing fear and just 
you know, wonder uh, about uh, about herself and and uh, no doubt her relationship with God and and uh, it, it really is uh, faith questions whether this is an attack uh, from Satan and and um, you know it, it, it is he can't control your mind uh, but uh, but you know he can throw things out there and uh and and sometimes you know it's just our own flesh is is uh getting the best of us and so father i just pray for faith lord i just pray for uh lord you to 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 just strengthen her and to comfort her uh, to give her peace and and lord a sound mind lord i just pray uh, when uh, these thoughts come in and maybe when they are racing, when they're overwhelming, uh, Lord, when they just begin to cause anxiety or, or whatever the impact is, uh, Lord, that you would just help her to uh, turn to you in prayer and to open up your word and just to uh, be able to focus on you and to seek you. And Lord, I just pray that you would come to her, especially in those times. Uh, Lord, by your spirit and that you would uh, give her the ability, Lord, to to uh, to move away from those thoughts and that you'd give her freedom and that you'd protect her mind uh, from these things and that you would just give her peace. And Lord, I pray that you'd give her confidence, having placed her faith and her trust in you and your son for the forgiveness of sins, that she's yours, uh, Lord, and that these are just uh, uh, attacks, Lord, that they're just spiritual attacks. And Lord, I just pray that that uh, you, you would just cause... Uh, uh, as we see in Ephesians, that helmet of salvation just to uh, to guard her heart and her mind uh, in Christ Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Uh, amen. Hey, God bless you, uh, Faith. And I think uh, a lot uh, of people can relate to that, just having uh, thoughts and, and uh, so forth that, um, that are difficult to control and difficult to deal with. Um, it looks like do we get did we get Paul back? We got Paul back, and uh, I want to go to Paul first uh, since uh, he waited before, and then we we lost him. We got him back. Welcome, Paul. Hello. Hey, Hi, how's it, Pastor Jason? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. What's um, on your mind? I heard Ed Taylor uh, earlier today about abortion, mm-hmm. and a long time ago, I had. I felt like I pressured my wife to have an abortion. Okay. And after all this has gone through, I feel like uh, I missed out on a precious gift mm. from God. Yeah. And I want all the guys out there to know that I stand behind them to let this not happen again. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think your call... Um your call, Paul, I think is is uh, you know um, an important one because I think it serves to do uh, just that to to show people that um, you know unlike the message that is out there, there are consequences and and I've known men and women like yourself who who uh, feel the consequence uh, of sin and and sometimes you know um, consequence of sin is lifelong. It doesn't mean that God doesn't forgive us. It doesn't mean that we can't, you know, move forward in victory in Christ. Um, but uh, uh, what it does mean is is that there's, you know, some things can't be escaped, uh, even though God forgives us and and loves us. So um, I'd like to just uh, pray with you, Paul, and and I think it's a a, a good encouragement for those out there, men and women, uh, who uh, are weighing uh, having an abortion to 
please, please uh, spare uh, the life of this child. Um, there are people out there that would be happy to to give this child a good life and to raise them, um, and uh, but also to realize, um, you know, that that you don't escape completely the consequences um, uh, of this. Uh, so, Father, we lift up Paul. I just pray that you bless him. I thank you for him calling in, Lord. I just pray for his encouragement. I pray that you would use him. Uh, Lord, to share this message and others. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just uh, uh, cause him to be able to to move forward, he and his wife, and uh, just in great victory in you. Uh, Lord, I pray that, that, that you would help heal his heart. And uh, Lord, I, we know there's consequences to things that we do, and 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 Lord, we, we accept those, but we know that, that you are a good and you're a gracious God. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that in every way that you're, you're able to, uh, Lord, that you would be able to, to, to spare him uh, many of these things and, and just encourage him. Uh, I can hear in his voice, Lord, just encourage him and, and be with him. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for calling in, Paul. Not a problem, Jason. Yeah, yeah good day. God bless you, brother. Let's go, to, yep, let's go to John in Denver. John, welcome to the program. Hi there. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I I'm just doing. I had a question. Yep. Regarding uh, the conversation that you were having earlier about uh, mm-hmm. homosexuality being a choice. Right. Um, and I just wondered what um, I know you talked about genetics and past scientific research. Um, I'm just curious as to how that conclusion of choice uh, was derived from you know biblical context. So, so let me make sure I understand your question. So, is your question, what is the basis for saying that homosexuality is a choice? Is 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 that really what you're asking about, or is there something? Am I missing something? Yeah, I guess more or less that's the question. Um, you know, how do we define what choices are, or you know, what biological things are choices versus not? Um, you know, for example, somebody who, uh, you know, a woman giving birth to conjoined twins. She didn't make a choice to have, the, sure. for lack of a better word, defective twins. So, so what is the, the sure. biblical uh, backing of sure. defining a biological choice versus uh, yeah. not? Well, I, I think the burden of proof is, so typically here here's how I would say it. Um, very few, if any, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, behaviors uh, are biological. In, in, in other words, uh, everything that I choose to do on a on a daily basis, uh, you know, uh, what toothpaste you know I use, what type of car I drive, what you know where I choose to to live, and what type of work I choose to do, those those are choices. And there's nothing really that I can point to in my in my genetics, um, you know, that can explain that choice. And so there really isn't much in terms of behavior. Um, that can be tied to to genetics. So then the burden of proof really scientifically is on not on me to disprove uh, uh, something that there is n- no evidence for, um, but really is on the person that puts out the hypothesis um, that it is something other than a choice. Um, so now the responsibility is is with the individual and as I said, this really came about in the in the early 90s and, and was really popular through the mid and even late 90s. We don't hear it so much anymore because they just there just wasn't any scientific evidence uh, for it. 
But really, the burden of proof is upon people if, if they're saying, look, if I'm homosexual, homosexual um, and, and uh, it's genetic, here, here are the genetic uh, markers, here are the physical uh, manifestations of that. They haven't been able to do that. And so as a result, um, you know, the predominant thinking throughout the ages remains to be the same even today, um, that like virtually every other behavior, uh, that, it, that it is a choice. And so as a choice, um, you know, as I was telling the other caller, but, but regardless, even if, even if you could uh, draw a conclusion, uh, the reality is, is that we're still responsible for our sin, uh, whatever the sin may be, and God expects us to, in his strength and by turning to him, uh, to find freedom and forgiveness from whatever choices uh, that we make. Um, I just think that uh, it's interesting, um, and if you go back and you know read some of kind of the 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 groundwork that was done on this, the whole reason that this came about in the first place uh, was to legitimize uh, something that was a choice and and to really make anybody a Christian or a society that would look down on that choice uh, have to think twice or or feel bad about that or be unable to do that to cut their legs out from under them essentially uh, because they said well you see it's uh, it's really biological so they haven't been able to prove that yet and so really the burden of proof is on on those that that would put the hypothesis out there um, the Bible doesn't really seem to to indicate uh, that any of our sin is biological um, other than the fact that we were spiritually born in sin as I as I quoted from Psalm 51 verse 5 uh, but the Bible really lays out that everything that we do um, that goes against uh, God is a choice and that we have before us uh, every day the choice of life or death uh, Jesus Christ or or walking the path um, you know uh, that is self-destructive and and rebellion in in rebellion to God's word. So I guess my question was uh, more not related to the biological process, but uh, the biblical context of defining what choices are and aren't, uh, you know, uh, validated by the Bible or considered uh, uh, okay. by the Bible. Okay, so, so so then what is the process for determining this is a good choice, this is a bad choice? Is that really? Right. Like, yeah, what, what choices? Uh, so then we open the spectrum to every choice, right, uh, being uh, sure. something that we have to weigh in on and make evaluation about. And, yep. yeah. uh, it's, you know, why yeah. would people choose? Yeah, gotcha. So, so basically, then it comes back to not, you know, not my opinion, not John's opinion, you know, not Paul's or anybody else's opinion, uh, but it comes back to to the Word of God, and the Word of God then becomes the standard. So, you you either believe that the Bible is the Word of God, and you know, we've got about a minute left, unfortunately, but I I would love to have that conversation, you know, as well. Um, but it unfortunately takes a little bit longer to have that conversation. Uh, uh, then that'll then this program is going to allow. But do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? If so, the Bible is the arbiter, and the Bible very clearly says that that both Old and New Testament, multiple multiple times, uh, that homosexuality is a sin. So then we have to then deal with that. So unfortunately, 
there's even more that we could talk about and say uh, on that subject, John, but you can probably hear the music, so we're going to get cut off, okay, unfortunately. So, hey, I appreciate you calling, John, and uh, God bless you, folks. Appreciate you all listening and calling in, all of our callers. Uh, God bless you guys, and have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.